to the Andrea K show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Cause I'm TNT. I'm dynamite. TNT. And I will not fight. TNT. I'm a power load. TNT. <laughs> Good Tuesday evening, and welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Coming to you live from the KCBQ AM 1170 studios here in San Diego. I started to say sunny San Diego, but we still got this May gray effect thing happening here. You know, who wrote that song, It Never Rains in California? It do rain here, and it get gray here, especially in the month of May. But you know what? It just stopped me from being in a good mood and being thrilled to share this time with you all and to share this hour with none other than DJ Carrot Sticks. An intellectual carrot. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. An intellectual carrot. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Andrea K. Show. I'm on Facebook. My website is com. Glad to have you all here with me tonight. Big night. Big night in Kentucky and big night in Oregon because we've got primaries going on tonight. So we're going to give you live coverage on that. Ooh, everybody's on the edge of their seat. What's going to happen with Hillary and Bernie like we don't already know? And what's going to happen with Donald Trump like we don't already know? Well, we're going to talk about that. Uh, Tuesdays is when I like to get into a little bit of business. One thing that we have seen on primary nights all across the nation, whether it was in the southeast, whether it was in New York or, you know, the Midwest, everywhere we've seen economy and jobs, government spending, and then terrorism and immigration rounding out the top. Terrorism and immigration are usually tied. Those are the top three issues. What's number one? Economy and jobs. In spite of the fact that the media right now is trying to tell everybody that the number one issue is whether or not Donald Trump asked a girl to put on a swimsuit and told her she looked good in it, which he, oh, by the way, he ended up turning that into a business called the you know Miss USA pageant because hey that's kind of a Miss Universe I think he did as well so you know I, it doesn't America have a tradition of enjoying women in swimsuits what's next we got to put them all in a burqa so we can appease the Muslims come on it's ridiculous so we're going to talk about the economy tonight because that's what I like to do in part because you know earlier I was on Craig's sewing show and he was like tell, you know tell the listeners who don't know about you a little bit about your show. And, and well, my show really reflects who I am. I have three loves. Two are really neck and neck most important to me. That's politics and it's business, both of which kind of really go hand in hand. I started school as a political science major, switched to business after I got a job selling timeshare in the French Quarter. And so I, I love both, both worlds equally. I'm also an actor, did a little acting gig last week. So I love the entertainment industry. It's one reason why I got my girl Della B, who's going to be on later in the show. So you're going to want to stay tuned for that because we actually have a little celebration tonight. We're celebrating an anniversary in the entertainment world. So we are going to get into business. I'm glad to be bringing some more of that content to the show. So this week we've got Julie Mills Brennan, who's going to be on actually some good news believe it or not, in in real estate. And also, people have been asking me some questions about squatting and what's going on with that and if that's really become a huge problem. So we're going to talk to Julie about that coming up. And then uh, later on in the show, we've got Al Arias, who's going to be addressing the Dems new plan here. You know, we've got 2% growth. Everybody's upset. Number one issue, economy and jobs. People are scared to death. And what are the Dems doing? They're coming up with an exit tax for businesses who might want to actually hear their Passing the TPP, global economy, the government sending jobs offshore. But if you take your business offshore, they want to tax you for it. It's insane. Al's going to be talking about that later. And Kalyan Pokal actually has an interesting answer to the question of what's the number one issue that's facing small business. So we're going to be talking about all that tonight. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. So primary results. All right. Polls are closed in Oregon. Kentucky is too close to call. Doesn't really matter. Because the Democrats already have socialism in play. They've got it in their primary race. Because it doesn't matter how many states Bernie wins in terms of the vote count. Because Hillary's still going to take at least half the delegates. And then she's got all the superdelegates. 
because just like Castro's Cuba, we got the Democrats with the people at the top echelon deciding really what's best for the voters. So I don't think that really matters there. Uh, Trump, the presumptive nominee, uh, even though there's still so much gnawboning going on out there with the never Trump people trying to convince us that Trump is just as bad as Hillary. We're going to take a break in a minute. When we come back, we're going to spend a little focus on Hillary because I kind of think that what Hillary's been involved in especially the last 10 years or so, is far worse than Bill Clinton telling a woman she looked good in a a swimsuit or even telling Rosie O'Donnell that she was a pig. I think it's far worse. And we're going to talk about that uh, when we come back from the break. And we're going to we're also going to talk about uh, a SCOTUS ruling that came about from Obamacare getting into the general election. We're going to talk about that. So quick break. Don't go anywhere. Andrea K. Show coming up. Be sure to follow Andrea K. on Twitter at Andrea K. Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. spelled K-A-Y-E. Hi, my name is Colin Fokola, and I'm the owner and founder of Pokola Law. My law firm separates itself from the pack by catering exclusively to small business owners and providing them with that personal touch that they deserve. When you call me, you get me, not an associate or a secretary, just me. From incorporating your business to drafting contracts, helping you bring on a partner or two, trademarking and copywriting your work, and even litigation if it's absolutely necessary to protect your business's interests, Pokola Law can be your one-stop shop for all of your small business's legal needs. Schedule your initial consultation today and mention that you heard me on AM 1170, and I'll credit our first meeting toward any legal work we've discussed. You can reach me by phone at 844-695-1487 or at pokalalaw.com P-O-K-A-L-A law.com. The information contained herein is for information purposes only and should not be misconstrued as legal advice on any subject matter and does not create an attorney-client relationship. For your consultation call 844-695-1487 or visit pokalalaw.com you're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Yeah, this girl is poison. But you know who's also poison? Hillary Clinton. Okay. Uh, going to the general election, one of the big things that the people were concerned about with Trump was, oh my gosh, he couldn't, he, he just, he. there's no way he can beat Hillary Clinton. No, I absolutely think he can be Hillary Clinton because all we need is a halfway competent Republican candidate who's willing to hit her between the eyes for only for what she's actually already done. So as we look to the general election, first of all, I want to point out that the polls, even though I don't believe at all in general election polling at this point, they're neck and neck. In fact, in some polls, Trump is actually above her with 2%. Enter Paul Manafort. He's already said he is willing to take it hard and decimate the Clinton campaign going into the general election. And I say, thank goodness, we finally have a Republican candidate who's got somebody willing to go to the mattresses. And somebody said to me, I think it was Mark Schofield, who I love, said on Facebook, oh my gosh, that guy looks like, you know, he's mafia. I'm like, heck yeah, that's what we need. Because let me tell you something, you better have a Clemenza ready to take on the Clintons because they got a whole lot of Luca Brazzi's on their side of the aisle. And in fact... There's, what, 40-something people have just mysteriously died, according to the Clinton, uh, uh, who were associated with the Clintons. This is no joke. We had Mitt Romney, who refused, and John McCain, who wouldn't take the fight to the other side. We cannot have a gentleman going into the general election. So hat tip to Paul Manafort. I'm glad to hear him say that. And in anticipation, though, uh, against cronycapitalism.com is reporting that uh, Clinton's really worried and the Clinton campaign is worried. They're worried about going up against Trump because uh, they know he's unpredictable and they know that he's willing to go where nice guy gentlemen like Mitt Romney and McCain who aren't. It isn't so much that they're nice guys as much as it is the fact that, you know, they're part of that one party system and all they care about is their own game. They don't really care about America. Um, but she is really worried about Trump. Her, the Hillary pack, their pack for Hillary, whatever it's called, has already said they're going to spend a hundred million dollars in trying to defeat Trump, defeat Trump. In the meantime, the investigations continue against her. The FBI investigation continues against her with the emails as well as the investigation conti- continuing against her for the Clinton Foundation. And so uh, against cronycapitalism.com is reporting that after Comey said that his investigation, he's not rushing it. 
And he says, oh, by the way, it's not a security inquiry. He says they're not called the Federal Bureau of Security Inquiries. They're called the Federal Bureau of Investigation. And he said that it's going to continue into the fall. So some of her backers are actually suggesting that the best course of action for her would be a preemptive pardon from Obama in order to avoid, quote, a Martha Stewart problem. Because see, even her own people know. They know what a liar she is. They know. They know. Everybody knows that she's broken the Espionage Act up all over the world, as well as the fact that through the Clinton Foundation, as we talked about last week, with the $2 million that went to Bubba's girlfriend, Energizer. Uh, in fact, speaking of him, some speculation today is that uh, he's actually, I mean, she's so desperate right now. She's actually, you know, acting like she loves coal and she's acting like, you know, Bubba, you know, is, you know, going to revive the economy. She's clinging to him so much so that people are actually wondering if she's going to name him as the VP pick. Which is very interesting. And I want to throw this question out to you guys on Facebook. Who do you think Trump should pick as his VP candidate? Carson has thrown the names out there that they're considering. He even said that he was at the top of the list. The names that are mentioned are none of my picks. Well, actually, that's not true. I actually think it could be an incredible way to unite the party if Cruz uh, became uh, the nominee. Um, But getting into Hillary, if you're just tuning in, this is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. Um, today, the Senate passed a law that the victims, the families of the 9-11 victims could sue Saudi Arabia uh, for their ties, ties that are kind of obvious because if they, if they didn't have ties to the terrorist attack and we know all the hijackers were terrorists from Saudi Arabia, we know that maybe then we'll find out. Uh, What's in the classified documents, because if they weren't involved, why would there be 28 pages that both President Bush and Obama have hidden from the American people? So I'm glad that they're going to be able to sue. But it got me thinking about why we're not able to sue as American citizens. Why are the families of Benghazi not able to sue Hillary Clinton or Barack Obama? What about all the nonprofits that were held up by the IRS in which we know crimes were committed against them? In terms of their information being passed around and what was done uh, through that whole scandal situation. We also know without a doubt that Hillary Clinton violated the Espionage Act. Mukasey said it himself, former, former attorney general, four ways. Now we know a little known story. Thank you to Peggy Costian for sending me this article that came from whatdoesitmean.com. Here's an article. You know, I, I'm, I'm absorbed in the news all day long. I had no idea. This has been buried by pretty much everybody that the Kremlin has. We all kind of maybe know the name Guccifer, but I didn't know the details of what's gone on. Here's what's happened. There's actually a fight going on within the Kremlin over the release of her top secret emails, which are thousands of them. There's a report circulating, and and you can go to whatdoesitmean.com. There's a a Security Council report circulating in the Kremlin about a fight that's going on between Alexander Bort. Nikoff and chairwoman of the Council of Federation, Valentina Matvienko. I just love their names over there. Uh, over issue uh, releasing the tens of thousands of top secret and classified emails that SVR obtained from her server. And they obtained these uh, going back. They actually got these in 2011 because they were monitoring this Goosefer guy. And uh, they monitored him using uh, physical means as well as electronic means. And this goes back. We didn't hear about this back then. So then they actually, according to um, this gal, according to this gal, Valentina, she tried to release them years ago back in 2013. And no, according to this report, no Western media mainstream outlet would report on it. Not one including Fox News and Miss Megan Kelly. No, I did not watch your special tonight, Miss Megan. I don't care what you do to your hair. I don't care that you went up there and tried to act as though you were extending the olive, olive branch to Donald Trump. We all know what you're trying to do. She didn't report on this as well. It wasn't until January 2016 in which a report came out about Libya uh, that anybody started actually paying attention. What ended up happening, then you fast forward uh, to 2016. What happened with this Valentina guy, gal, is that because she had this idea that because President Putin was, quote, favorable in opinions and thoughts to Donald Trump, that she, 
she, not Western media, not Megyn Kelly, a gal named Valentina decided that the American people needed to know what, what was in these emails to stop Hillary Clinton from becoming president. Hey, you never Trump people. There's a gal in Russia who's more interested in, in stopping Hillary Clinton, who cares more about the email scandal and the way that she has violated the Espionage Act than the never Trump people. So then what happens is, so after she, back in March, decides to put out a report and leak this out, that's when, and this is past the point in which Guccifer was arrested and sentenced to seven years. Then Obama decides to get into the picture, get Guccifer, bring him here. He's now in a United States States jail, hiding anything involved with him. We have no idea as to any of the facts of why he's being held, what the trial is all about, not being reported by anybody. That's when the Panama Papers came out, because what Obama was doing with the release of the Panama Papers was trying to mitigate against it and call out the bad guys and distract from Guccifer in that whole situation by making the Russian people look bad. So right now, there's kind of an impasse going on between the Kremlin and the United States government. And at the heart of it is Donald Trump. I'm not even sure really why Trump isn't speaking out against this. I'm hoping Manafort has a plan once we get past the convention, because if we could, I I cannot even believe that this woman, that we have Trey Gowdy, who acts like he's some kind of watchdog on the part of the American people, who's been supposedly had all these hearings, and he was going to be the guy that was going to hold her accountable, and they have done nothing, done nothing with this woman. She has no business running for office to be the president of the United States. Now, we're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to shift gears. Whew, I got to calm down. Ooh, I got to start talking about something else. I'm getting all verklempt over here. I got to go eat, take a bite of my donut. Hey, don't go anywhere. We got the Andrea K Show on the other side of the break. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Hi, my name is Colin Pokola, and I'm the owner and founder of Pokola Law. My law firm separates itself from the pack by catering exclusively to small business owners and providing them with that personal touch that they deserve. When you call me, you get me, not an associate or a secretary, just me. From incorporating your business to drafting contracts, helping you bring on a partner or two, trademarking and copywriting your work, and even litigation if it's absolutely necessary to protect your business's interests, Pokola Law can be your one-stop shop for all of your small business's legal needs. Schedule your initial consultation today and mention that you heard me on AM 1170, and I'll credit our first meeting toward any legal work we've discussed. You can reach me by phone at 844-695-1487 or at pokalalaw.com P-O-K-A-L-A law.com. The information contained herein is for information purposes only and should not be misconstrued as legal advice on any subject matter and does not create an attorney-client relationship. For your consultation call 844-695-1487 or visit pokalalaw.com you're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Glad to have you with me. Hey, uh, the genius out there is, is my friends and family on Facebook out there. They're saying that they ain't even believe in this Guccifer story. I could be wrong. It's, uh, but I thought it was also reported by LifeZet, which is, um, uh, what's her name? Laura Ingram's outfit. We know that Guccifer's been arrested. We know that he's, you know, supposedly got these emails. Here's what we know. We know that even according to our own government, that she had classified documents on her email. We know that she instructed her people to wipe these emails clean and take off the classified information from that. We know that according to the Espionage Act, she does not even have to know that they don't ever have to be marked as classified. She signed documents beforehand saying that she would not, according to the Espionage Act, they don't even have to be classified. She signed a, a document stating that she would protect any and all information related to national security, and she didn't. We know that there was SAP, special access programs, on her servers. We know she's violated the Espionage Act. That we know. So I want to switch gears a little bit, though, because a few weeks ago, actually, I had this gal on the show. This was such an interesting story. It it kind of, I I had her on to talk about real estate. While I had her on, somebody mentioned in, in the thread about squatting, and then since then, becoming an issue. Since then, so many people have mentioned to me about squatting becoming an issue. I know it is around Europe, because the government over there mandates that people get, you know, six weeks of vacation every year. I know it's a huge problem in Costa Rica. (laughs) 
Um, so it's become a problem everywhere. And in fact, I remembered that Julie Mills Brennan had had a problem with it herself. So I brought her back uh, to address that issue and also to bring a little bit of good news to the economic situation because I did hear some good news this morning uh, regarding real estate. So here's Julie Mills Brennan. Hey, Julie, welcome back to the Andrea K Show. Hi, Andrea. Thanks for having me. I was so excited to get the responses that we did last time you were on the show. People were digging the fact that we're starting to bring a little real estate segment to the Andrea K show. I started doing business a while back and then I thought, you know, bring a little real estate because that's where so much of the American dream resides around is real estate in this country. But one kind of negative story that came about that immediately people were talking about it in the middle of the thread during the show last time you were on and several people, countless people actually had mentioned it to me afterwards and it's the issue of squatting. And I don't know how real of an issue it is here. Clearly, it's an issue around Europe because they've got government mandated six week vacations going on over there. A lot of Airbnb business happening. So people are leaving their homes, going away on extended vacation and coming back. Their home's been completely taken over by squatters. And then they're struggling to get their home back. So many scenarios. We do have people taking extended vacations here. We've got homes in foreclosure. We've got people using their homes, you know, as vacation homes, as well as people kind of re relocating, they get a new job, they relocate, they got to leave their home empty while it's on the market sometimes. Those are just some scenarios that can leave people vulnerable to this. But I'm wondering how big of an issue it really is and what people can do to prevent that from happening to them. Well, you know, it, it has been an issue. I just recently had a problem with it. Typically, these people, if they're professional squatters, what they do is they, they look at homes that are, have been foreclosed because they know that this is going to be a long-term thing. A vacation rental is probably not the best place to squat unless you're going to you're going to sign up on the rental and then you're going to stay there and then not leave. But most people, what I'm finding is they're going to go into a foreclosure because, first of all, those properties aren't even monitored. Half the time, the companies uh-huh. who have the foreclosure are not even in the state. So I just had a situation where I was just about to close on a foreclosure. It was four days away from closing and I went up to the house and and there was people in it. And I said, well, I asked them what they were doing. And they said, we live here. And they produced a, 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 what I believe was a fake uh, a fake rental agreement. I got the police involved. And the police said that the, the rental agreement looked legit. And so we had to back out of the escrow because wow. it was deemed unsaleable. Wow. Quite unfortunate. It was really sad. Well, on a foreclosure, <laughs> but the, is the, was the bank owning it at that point? Or was the original still homeowner involved? Who got who got besides you, who got messed over in the sale? Who lost out on that? Well, the buyer did, really, because when I talked to the... Okay, so to answer your question, it was already bank-owned. So the bank owned it. And, you know, they, they take their sweet time when they're selling these houses. I mean, they don't get it going quickly, usually, because they have such a data bank of other homes that they're trying to get going. So you know, we, the, the buyer locked out. Basically what I had to say is I had to call the listing agent and I said, you know, look, there's someone moved in. He said, wow, okay, well, I'm sorry for you. That home is now unsaleable. So you're going to have to go find your buyer another home. Wow. I could not believe it. I mean, that wow. was his answer. Wow. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I guess you could say, well, they didn't lose out too much because there's lots of homes in, in San Diego. But when you've got your heart set on one because maybe it's the right neighborhood for you or this home has had some improvements done on it and it's, you know, matches your dream and just, you know, people have an emotional connection that they make to a property. So, you know, that's a shame. But it sounds like for them, it sounds like to me, though, that people, you know, maybe squatting has become a hot issue, but it's not necessarily that big of a problem because I don't know that many people that are dealing with a foreclosure. So is it safe to say that people don't really need to be too worried about the squatter issue? You know, like I said, I think it's mostly a foreclosure issue. That's what I'm seeing. So, I mean, it's the only one that's really put out is the bank and the new new potential buyer. But I don't see it being something where if you, you're going to be gone for three weeks, that's, that's not going to be typically where someone squats. They're going right. to squat where they've got, you know, a month or two at least, you know, to bring in their belongings get utilities going, and really live there free for a certain amount of time, not just a couple of days. Right. So the way to prevent it, though, if you are thinking about it, is just be careful who gets your keys. Be careful who you let in your home, right, pretty much. And if you're exactly. going to be gone for an extended period of time, probably it's safe to have a family member or somebody who you don't think is going to try to squat on you. Although family members are kind of maybe the ones that might try to do it to you, um, but <laughs> kind of be smart. Hey, I heard an exciting story this morning. Um, because I love real estate and I love business and I love the economy and I love anytime there's a good news story around all of that. And I heard that groundbreaking for new homes is up 6% 
the highest it's been in a decade. Now, granted, a lot of that is involved in, in the South where, you know, um, typically kind of things are reviving a little bit more there because California's had, you know, greater economic issues than maybe like Texas and other and other places. But still, that's great news, right? Oh, it is great news. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, there's not a ton of land here in San Diego available for building. But the, the areas that there are places, there, there really are building because you know what? We are practically back at the peak, in my opinion. I mean, I'm selling a lot of houses that are similarly priced to back 2005 and 2006. Really? Being the peak. And, oh, yeah. So we're, we're at a point now where, you know, the builders are going, oh, I need to cash in now. I mean, they, they know that they're going to probably not get much higher than we are today. I mean, it, many people think there's a bubble. Who knows? We don't know. I mean, no one has a crystal ball to know that. But, right. yes, I do see that if there's any plot of land anywhere, and actually, I'm dealing with a lot of developers right now, and they're they're asking me to search for land everywhere. So really, it is it is a hot thing right now. Well, I'm excited to hear that because you know we're, we're we have been struggling with high unemployment, and growth has only been about two percent. But one of the leading indicators of an economic turnaround, and and the the reason to be hopeful, is what's going on in real estate. And so when I heard that this morning, it just really got me excited. How can people get a hold of you? Whether it's a developer who wants to work with you, or somebody's got a home they want to buy or sell. Well, you can email me at homesbyjulie at cox.net, or you can call me at six one nine 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 two. 7113 text, whatever you prefer. I'm, I'm always responsive and I'd love to help. Oh, well, thanks for being here, Julie. Appreciate it. Thank you so much, Andrea. Have a wonderful day. You too. Uh, after talking, I ended up talking to Julie um, at another time about the squatting story and we forgot to, to get into it earlier. But um, what I found out from her is that if you... What a lot of the squatters end up doing is somehow ending up being able to take over making the utility payments and even the property tax. And if you can pay the property tax for five years on a property you're squatting in, it becomes yours. It's like that may be my new homeowner's purchase strategy. Todd, what do you think about that, DJ? Carrot sticks? I'm going to have to start working on my leg strength so I can squat a lot. (laughs) Uh, speaking of strengths, you gotta, you gotta hand it to the, our sisters of the poor. Okay. Because they showed some strength and taking their case all the way to the Supreme Court. And of course, I'm talking about Obamacare, which was such a grab over one sixth of our economy. It's been a complete disaster. Obamacare has been in the news a few, uh, a couple times now. Last week, uh, SCOTUS, uh, uh, not SCOTUS, a lower court ruled that the, um, Subsidies that were being paid to insurers were unconstitutional. (gasps) Shock. The House of Representatives is supposed to be the ones who decide on spending, not the president of the United States. Where was Peter King that I talked about last night in his task force on government overreach? Hey, John Roberts. Mr. Roberts, who who gave us Obamacare, what about that? I mean, the whole the whole program is a disaster. Uh, We are uh, we are our constitution does not guarantee you to walk into any medical office and get service it does protect your religious freedoms so of course obamacare gave exemptions to others but not the little sisters of the poor and trying to force them to include contraception uh, to them so scotus heard it because we don't have scalia when it ended up happening was it was a tie so then they sent it down to the lower courts and said that they were confident that the lower court could come up with a way to accommodate religious freedoms for the little sisters of the poor while also ensuring that women have access to contraceptive coverage. And I'm thinking, what? Was there a conservative supreme who said that? Where, where, where are we supposed to be ensuring that women have contraceptive coverage? You know, what's next? We're going to ensure that they have mascara coverage or pantyhose or feminine hygiene products. I mean, that we've just gone completely off the rails. As a woman, I just can't believe that, that everybody is allowing it to go down like this. That we've become all a bunch of Sandra Flux, but at least we can congratulate the little sisters of the poor that they won on this one. So anyway, I'm getting all verklempt again. So, um, oh, <laughs> I'm already laughing. Y'all know what that music means. That means my girl Della's back with me. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. It always just gets me in such a good good mood to chat with you. In fact, 
I don't know if your ears were burning earlier, but I was on Craig's sewing show and mm-hmm. uh, he was asking me about the show and he was asking me if there was ever a time I've done the show in which I just got to laughing so hard I couldn't control myself. Oh, well, just, <laughs> and you know, of course, it involved you. Do you remember why and who we were talking about? Uh, so well, no, right if I was this, to this take uh, just make a wild guess, I'd say one, two. <laughs> I don't ever have to report on anything ever again, really. <laughs> In fact, I got laughing so hard again just trying to tell Craig about it. I lost it again and couldn't even speak. Still cracks Well, for me. those that don't know, One Tooth was the name of the prostitute that Oprah Winfrey's father had a week-long affair with. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. It still cracks me up. In fact, Polly started Googling it immediately as we were talking about it with Craig. But you're not called to talk about One Tooth tonight, are you? Who are you? Well, I have a very important anniversary to recognize. You do? Yes, I do. Yesterday was the 30th anniversary of Top Gun. (gasps) Can you believe it? Wow. 30 years ago yesterday, Top Gun went into movie history. Mm. And that is just, you know, with the best movie song ever, won an award, uh, you know, Berlin saying, uh, you know, I can't, all of a sudden I have, you know, I can't think of the name of that song. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Oh, the Berlin song. The Um, Berlin song. Why can't I think it? I didn't write it down, so I can't remember the name. All I can think of is, so you're the one. So you're the one. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the, and the gorgeous Kelly McGinnis. McGillis, McGinnis, McGillis, McGillis. McGillis went off to, to Key West and opened a restaurant and had got married, had two babies, and now is a lesbian. <laughs> and she, I mean, she's in the most iconic of the 80s romance there, yeah. you know, with it, Top Gun. There's going to be a Top Oh, by the way, the, the Blue Angels, in recognition of this, put out on Instagram an invitation to Tom Cruise. You get your people with our people. We'll take you on a on a flight and an FA eighteen Hornet. I'd be doing it. Yeah, yeah. You know what? And I'm I'm glad they suggested that. And I'm kind of glad that we got a 30th anniversary of this because you know what? At the time, the movie was criticized, roundly panned, um, because it was nothing but a recruiting film for the military. And you know what? I kind of like that about it. In fact, I think they should start playing it all, you know, nonstop now for for the week and kind of get people excited about our military again because it's been kind of decimated. We kind of need to be doing some recruiting and get that back up to speed. And I can't think of any better way to do it than with Goose and Maverick. Well, no. well yeah, and and here's the thing. That movie was when they when they, they did a screening of it, a test screening, it, it was totally bombed. They were so scared to death. Then the movie went. It was a hit. It increased Navy recruitment the summer of 1986 by 500%. Wow. Take my breath away. Take my breath away. I was I was just trying to think of it. Take my breath, breath away. away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was one of the best songs ever. It won an Oscar. Anyway, uh, another tidbit. Tom Cruise has got his L.A., his Beverly Hills mansion up for sale. We don't know where he's going or what he's doing, but uh, he is slated to be in Top Gun 2 along with Iceman Ice. Val Kilmer. Gonna have to send him to the gym, get him ready to get in his uniform. <laughs> he, can't, be no- he, he can't fit into under that canopy and fit it uh, where he is right now. No, but work on it because let me tell you, there was never anything better than those two, you oh, know, I going know. at it. And that's and right. You can't. You are. You can't, I don't like you, Maverick, because you're dangerous. You're dangerous. He's like, that's right. Yeah. I am dangerous. Ice. I'll tell you what was dangerous. Val Kilmer's lips, thirty yes. feet high in a Woo. movie theater. Yeah. I'm telling you, yeah. the man had it all together. Anyway, so happy anniversary to Navy Top Gun, yes. the old Maverick. And I just have another announcement to make. Okay. I know there is a lot of upset people. They're worried. They're called Swifties. They're Taylor Swift followers. They're Taylor Swift fans. They were worried that she was going to come out and endorse Hillary. And Taylor does not endorse anybody. She said to Time Magazine in 2012 that she likes to keep herself educated as much as possible, but she does not talk about politics because she doesn't want to influence other people. Can we give a standing ovation yes. for Taylor? Just one more reason to love her, although she you know, she might want to send a little memo to Focahontas, who quoted her at a graduation uh, commencement speech and you know, might have even played a little bit of her song, Shake It Off. So, hey. Let me just say, they are scared to death. 
they are trying to figure out if they can get Taylor Swift in their camp, mm-hmm. then they then they think they'll collect all of the young people that are right. in her camp because they got they're worried about Bernie and all the college right. students, and that's the, that's the whole thing is about. And Taylor Swift is like, get away from you, stalkers! Right, good for her. Put out yeah. a restraining order against Hillary. And Huma and all of them. That's what you need to do, Taylor. Get yourself an attorney. Della, thanks for being here. Love you. Until next time, baby. Keep it real. Bye. Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show. And follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K-A-Y-E. Hi, my name is Colin Pokola, and I'm the owner and founder of Pokola Law. My law firm separates itself from the pack by catering exclusively to small business owners and providing them with that personal touch that they deserve. When you call me, you get me, not an associate or a secretary, just me. From incorporating your business to drafting contracts, helping you bring on a partner or two, trademarking and copywriting your work, and even litigation if it's absolutely necessary to protect your business's interests, Pokola Law can be your one-stop shop for all of your small business's legal needs. Schedule your initial consultation today and mention that you heard me on AM 1170, and I'll credit our first meeting toward any legal work we've discussed. You can reach me by phone at 844-695-1487 or at pokalalaw.com P-O-K-A-L-A law.com. The information contained herein is for information purposes only and should not be misconstrued as legal advice on any subject matter and does not create an attorney-client relationship. For your consultation call 844-695-1487 or visit pokalalaw.com you're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Money, 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 Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Glad to have y'all here with me. I tell you, I'm glad to have my dream team, my business dream team, that is, here with me today to talk a little little business on The Andrea K Show. I've got Al Arias from AV Arias and Company, a top CPA firm here. It's got all the secrets. I am so pro-business. And one of the things, we're going to talk to Kalyan a little bit about one of the biggest inhibitors to small business startups and growth here. There's so many different opinions, Al, as to why we only have 2% growth going on in the country. Issues with regulation and with taxation that's going on. Seems like every time we turn around, whether we're a private individual or a business, we got a new tax. And it's really so much of the purpose behind it is social engineering. It's about to maneuver, to move us around like we're pieces on a chessboard. At least that's the way that I see it. And then there's experts like you that work, that partner with the businesses to kind of push back and help them maneuver in the right way. I don't know if I'm using a really good analogy. The latest thing that I read about is an exit tax that the government's trying to use to manipulate and push around businesses in order to control their movements. And the exit tax that's being proposed by 50 Democrats, I think it is, is to prohibit businesses from being able to make a decision on whether or not to even leave the country. It's kind of talk about going back to the USSR, you know, in terms of of, of freedom and liberty. We've got an open border situation where anybody can come here that they want. We've got a government that's actually out around the world offering entitlement programs. Hey, come here. We'll give you free stuff. But to the businesses, they're trying to tax them if they dare to leave. You're really worked up about this. I am worked up about it because I think it's absolutely outrageous. I don't like how, you know, our private property, our which is our money, whether it's an individual or whether it's a business, sole proprietor or corporation, is being pickpocketed by the government in order to control and punish. And then they're, and then on top of it, they're not even careful or judicious in terms of how they spend these people money. So yeah, I'm worked up over it. How can you help people? What are your thoughts about this exit tax and how you can help people with this? Well, the exit tax is uh, issued for big business. I'm, I'm mostly a middle market business consultant. Um, in my past, I was a big business consultant and I can tell you that the uh, strongest uh, minds in the field of taxation are working on issues on inversion is basically about inversion. You know, it's it's fundamentally an issue of policy. This government is fundamentally anti-business. That's why we only have the 2% growth. Mm-hmm. But if you think about it absolutely fundamentally, it's the regulation of banking that is hurting small business immensely. I mean, because if you're a small businessman, try to get a loan from a bank. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get loans, hard money lenders and like that. And the cost is very high. And banking these days with interest rates where they are, uh, the cost of money is very low. 
but she can't get it. Mm-hmm. So, well, how does it help you to have the cost of money be low if you can't get access to the money? <laughs> that didn't help anybody. Okay. Are we talking about policy here? It's regulation. Right. So it's all a, a reaction to the crashes of uh, 2008, really, I think. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's where we are. So until that type of regular regulatory environment is um, changed, we're going to have what we have. So basically, if I understand this right, we've got after 2008 collapse, we had more regulations that didn't solve the problem come into play with Dodd-Frank. So that's one reason why we've got the the 2% growth isn't Look, growth. It are, isn't growth. There so are multi-billions of dollars offshore. Mm-hmm. If we reduce the tax rates in the United States, that money would come back and we would collect far more taxes than any of this Mickey Mouse penalty strategy is creating. So it's basically political. They're trying to make a statement, oh, we're against inversions. And we wouldn't have to have uh, the set of uh, laws that we have dealing with inversions if our tax rate wasn't the highest in the world. Right. They create the problem. We have this crash. We don't want to... It's too complicated to get into why all that happened, but the result was instead of fixing the actual problem, they just come up with more regulations. Well, but that, that, made it that worse. one's different from the inversion issue. The inversion issue is basically political. We're losing jobs. We're not losing jobs. The the whole pre it's it's all this protectionist uh, thought process that's happening. Uh, free trade. I mean, look, when I was in high school. <laughs> The national debate topic was resolved that the United States should adopt a policy of free trade towards friendly nations. Mm-hmm. That was in the late 50s. Wow. Okay. Now you're telling so people nothing, how old you are, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm old, baby. <laughs> <laughs> but, but nothing has changed over all these years. Right. Well, I do think that more businesses, because we've become a global economy since the 50s, more businesses are seeing a value to take and their and regulations and the issues that with regulations and taxations are driving businesses like Tim Hortons to want to move around the world. And instead of fixing the problems that are making it difficult to do business here, like you're talking about the regulations, and increased taxes, they're just now putting more taxes on the situation, trying to keep businesses here. Well, and it's it not has, solving the it problem. hasn't passed. And uh, the history of this legislation hasn't been successful. And uh, the way that the attack has happened is through regulation, mm-hmm. which doesn't go through the Congress and like that. So it sounds as though you're on board with the Trump train because he's saying, let's lower the taxes and bring all that money that's offshore here. So give oh, me I don't can know. I get a woo-hoo I don't, for the okay, Trump train? You, you picked a hot oh. one right there. Oh, I don't know my. what he's saying. <laughs> Because it, it, it changes like, oh. daily, hourly, yeah. etc. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, he has been fairly consistent with the oh, fact that yes, he bright. has consistently yes. inconsistent. He has been. Look, <laughs> thank he, you, he Corleone. Is, uh, <laughs> all right, how can people get information on you, man? If they want to, if they want to sit down with you and, and tap into your intellectual property that you're. Selling? Oh, I have a website, and uh, now I'm. I have a blog. Uh, so my website is aviariusandco.com, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and my telephone number is 619-296-2123. Um, my email address is aviarius at aviariusco.com, and I'm on the radio. Yeah, you were the Andrea K Show. You're part of my dream team, baby. Congratulations. You finally made it after all these years of the 50s. Did I help you any on the inversion thought? Yeah, I mean, it is. Well, what you did was you basically kind of reaffirmed what I've been saying for a long time about economic, you know, the economic situation and policy. To me, it's all meant to control. It doesn't solve the issue. Liberalism is about control. It's about amassing more and more power to the the government. They want to do that primarily through taxation. It doesn't solve the problem. It's why, you know, we're stagnant and, and actually I would say well, I, we're, I think, we're, we're in a recession. Look, fundamentally, know. it's a small business country. Yeah. And uh, the strangulation of small business is is why we have a very low growth rate. Right. So um, that regulation is just not working. I'm sorry. No, it's not working. It's not. There's just two strategies, right? The liberals look at it. They're well, let me tell everybody like who, who you are. Uh, 
This is Carl Young Pokola from Pokola Law. Thank you for oh, that. Oh, we love him. I know. Thank you for that tea up, Al. <laughs> because this small business is the lifeblood of America. And that's why I brought you guys in to the Andrea K Show and to do regular segments. Because this is how we are going to recover as a nation economically, which is the number one issue for the voters going into the general election. It is through support of the small business. And they have been. That's why our growth isn't what it is. So before I brought Carl Young on this week, I said, I, my question for you you call you on is what is the number one inhibitor you're hearing from your clients as to why they're what makes it difficult to start up and grow a small business and how you help them overcome that yeah and i think i surprised you with my my answer i said it's about getting quality employees small businesses are not getting the quality employees that we used to and the reason behind that is there has been this diminished focus on education and these kids are going and you know they're not getting job skills they're not getting real life world job skills and they come to work for people they come from an environment where you get a medal for finishing ninth Right. And, and they, they're hey, also, hey, that's top 10. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> well, they're also spending sixty-five, $70,000 a year at these universities to get liberal arts degrees that are meaningless to an employer, right? Well, it's, it's not meaningless. I think that you learn a lot and you learn a lot of critical thinking, but then there needs to still be job training. You need to be taught real world skills. And I think the belief used to be, oh, you'd learn these critical thinking and then you would go work at the bottom rung of a job and then work your way up and learn those skills. What's happening these days is my clients aren't getting quality employees right from the get-go. And they're not getting they're not getting kids or adults who are willing to learn, who are willing to learn these jobs. And we are experiencing a tremendous brain drain in this country. And we have people coming over here on H-1B visas, uh, you know, and they're the point of these jobs, the point of these visas are to fulfill a job that can't be filled uh, by an American. OK. Right. And we, you know, people are saying there are no jobs in America. There are jobs. There are plenty of jobs. It's just we don't have enough qualified Americans to fill those jobs. And why is that? Because they're not getting the training they need and they're not getting the education they need. And we are we have a huge deficit on doctors, dentists, engineers, and all these people. We have doctors, dentists, and engineers coming from other other countries. Mm -hmm. And all these people are saying we don't have jobs. I'm like, well, you know what? You need to go back to school. You need to go get the training you need, and you need to reinvent your career because that's where the jobs are. Are you also seeing an issue or or hearing an issue from your clients to where the mindset is – so much of a sense of entitlement to a job. You know, I knew when I was a kid growing up that the way to rise up out of, I I grew up, you know, the daughter of two Marines in really difficult economic conditions. And I knew my way out was in education. I had to make myself marketable out there in the world. And and I had to keep my skills fresh. Nobody owed me a job. It seems as though today the mindset is, you, you know, you're owed a job. You don't have to bring anything to the table. Everybody should be paid the same, whether they work as hard as the person next to them or they they don't feel like they have to earn a job or work hard to keep it. And that includes advancing their skills. I think they don't uh, they don't value a job because what happens is they know that if they get fired, they'll just move on to another job and they'll just keep, you know, cycling around. And uh, part of it's also my clients are having a difficult time trying to figure out how to properly entice these people to come work for them because they can't they can't afford to overpay. But they're trying to find that sweet spot when they can pay people where they can get people to come in and stay there and grow with the company. And uh, a good a good employee radically increases the value of the company. How do you Uh, how do you help them overcome these employment challenges? Well, I help them employee handbooks. I also help them with, you know, kind of strategies and how uh, to spot a a potential issue for a client with uh, their potential employee. I said, oh, well, we really like this person. I said, well, how qualified are they? Are they a go-getter? You know, what's their personality type? You know, like you try to mesh this up and you say, look, you know, are they there to socialize or are they there to work? Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, everybody's different and everybody needs a congenial, you know, good environment at work. And it's also a lot of my clients, they have managers working their stores or the restaurants or their bars. And, uh, you know, a manager is your second in charge. OK, he's, you know, he's your number two or she's your number two. And. A great manager pays for herself or himself 10 times over. Oh, absolutely. And I tell my clients, 
it all starts with management. And a lot of my clients are managers themselves. I'm like, no, no, sometimes you need to bring a manager in just below you who's mm-hmm. handling the day-to-day stuff, and uh, they'll be worth their weight in gold. Well, I haven't known too many uh, business attorneys that actually get involved in that kind of um to that depth in terms of helping them match up the job that they need with the with the employee. So that's a really interesting approach. You're actually more of a, like a business consultant in some ways versus the, the kind of attorney that just helps with contracts and, you know, on the paperwork end. Well, just like, you know, just with my legal advice, I, I tell my clients, I'm not going to make you pay for something you don't need. Uh, so and I'm quite willing to tell a client or a potential client who walks in my door, you don't need me. You're good. Uh, oh. Go on. Like, you know, like this is what you should do. Like, I'm not going to take your money when I when I shouldn't be. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I, a lot of it's also common sense. And sometimes my clients just need, uh, another person, you know, a rational person just say, Hey, I agree with you, but you need to, you know, think about the legal ramifications. Now let's think of the common sense ramp. Awesome. So you're almost kind of like, you're like a business coach. You're kind of like a Dr. Phil. No, no, not, oh, no, no. Why? Call you on Pokola from Pokola Law. Thanks for being here. Thanks love for you having guys. me. I love my dream team, my Al and my call you on Pokola. Great guys, two great guys doing a lot for small business out here. A little follow before we head out for the night. Got to give you updates. Bernie Sanders won Oregon tonight. Whew, that's kind of a relief for Hillary because I don't think she really wanted another night of being completely schmucked, even though, as we already said, the socialist fixes in for her. Hey, Bernie, you think you earned it? You think you earned those delegates, right? No. See? The socialist. You know, what, your property is really the community property. In this case, it's going to the Democrats. It looks like Donald Trump struck a deal with the RNC in terms of financing, so he's no longer going to be self-funded. Can't blame the guy for that. He's going to take a little heat for that. But you know what? In this day and age where it takes a billion dollars or so to win a presidency as the presumptive nominee, I think it makes sense that he should do that. Hey, I announced yesterday a new segment on the Andrea K. Show on Tuesdays. Last week's full this week's tool segment, okay? And I put it out there to all my friends out there on Facebook for your nominations and, and who you thought should win the two coveted awards. And you guys all agreed with me, actually. I picked last week's fool is Paul Ryan and this week's tool is Mitt Romney. And it's kind of fitting that they should be last week's fool and this week's tool because they were kind of the fool and the tool in 2012, Okay, who didn't do what they needed to do at the time. And now here they are passing judgment on somebody who has won more votes in a primary election than any Republican in history. And what have you been up to, Ryan, since 2012? Oh, gee, you funded everything Barack Obama wanted from refugees coming here to the gave him the TPP. Let's see. Let me get out my notes here. Oh, yeah. Planned Parenthood, Amnesty, Sanctuary Cities. You're on board with climate change. Yeah. Now, Mitt Romney coming out and demanding, saying Trump needs to release his taxes. You know, if these two had been half as hard on Obama back in 2012, we might not be faced with what we're facing right now. Where we have, as Dinesh D'Souza predicted, and I talked about again last night, we've got a Middle East under Islamic control burning everywhere. We've got an influx of them coming here in a militarily and economically neutered America. That's where we are. So you fool and tool, you can take that elsewhere. Um, don't forget, it still isn't over. I don't really know how many delegates that Trump is going to get at the end of tonight. He still doesn't have 1,237. There's articles going around about whether or not there's going to be convention shenanigans. I don't know. What I do know is that we're still going to have primary coverage here on AM 1170 KCBQ June 7th. If you're anywhere in the San Diego area, Craig Sewing and I are going to be down at Golden Hall from 6 to 9 p.m. Bringing it to you live. There's still going to be fun stuff to, to cover. So uh, follow me on Twitter at Andrea K. Show. Uh, friend me on Facebook, go to my fan page. I'm getting more active over there. I'm on Instagram. What I'm not on yet is I don't have any snaps. See, my man DJ Carrot Sticks was educating me last night about snaps and Snapchat. So maybe I'll get on some Snapchat. Gotta become a snapper. And become a snapper. You're like a snapping turtle. Hey, thanks for being with me, guys. I appreciate it. Thursday morning, I'm going to be on John Cardillo's show. Love him. I've started to do his show weekly. So look for updates on, on that on Facebook and Twitter. And let's keep this conversation rolling. Keep your eye out for next week's show when you can tell me who you should think should be last week's fool and this week's tool. Have a great night, everybody. Love you all. This program on AM 1170, The Answer, is sponsored by Allied Media Group.